Okay, I just I just boosted the volume. How is that, chat? Actually, talk talk for two seconds. Tell tell everyone the plug your websites and then I can use it to adjust right, volume. Test, 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 test. Big up yourself. What you all saying? My big envy them woman, them and man, them is your boy, foreign man and a foreign land. And I am testing my audio on one two or one two. I sound like a tribe called Quest. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... Hey, that's one of my favorite bands. That's a that's a good self compliment. Hey, yeah. I mean, there we go. Yeah. You can't hear my air horns, right? Because I have like my trigger sounds. You can't hear that. Though, can you? <laughs> no, I, I didn't hear any air horns. You're dropping air horns. Oh, I didn't even know that. No. <laughs> yeah, man. It never works when it comes to this type of stuff. But like, trust me, when you're in the foreign land, air horns is just like air for us. Like I mean, like it's just air horns all around. Vine boom sounds. It's all of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. All right, so everybody, I have Foreign Man in a Foreign Land. He's an incredibly talented writer, comedian, documentarian, video essayist, and uh, dare I say, YouTuber as well. Welcome to the show. It's an absolute pleasure as to have long, you here. As long as you don't call me a TikToker, because that's a pejorative. But yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Fan of a fan. I, I've been big on the surfs for a long time, and you know, it's, it's full circle to see me on the surfs. Um, so yeah, man, it's a pleasure to be here. Big up all of the Surf Sim audience. I hear that you all have an audience and a community that is only rivaled by um, the foreign land, of course, because I hear <laughs> that the vibes in here are none like any other. So I'm, I'm looking for the vibes. How do I, I pull up? Can, how do I pull it up on my end? I could see I was... you on Discord. Okay, I was like, I was like, I think I know who would give me such a stunning review. Maybe a mutual friend. Uh, go to the thesurfs.tv, uh, and uh, Olimi's actually in the chat there right now, so you can see Olimi's in the chat in red. And there's also twitch.tv slash thesurfs.tv. Make sure you pause the video because the video might make your internet connection go like pew, but you'll be able to. Um, you'll late. be able to see that. <laughs> it's gone. Oh, damn. Now. Okay, I can see myself. Yeah, there we go. Oh man, why am I so pixely? Okay, let me see. <laughs> could could be that your internet is being used by their stuff, like you're watching something on a, on a browser, or you have something else open, or I'm about to go and try right now. I'm disconnecting everything like that. You're getting that <laughs> premium premium Bahamian Wi-Fi right now. Oh my god, I look like I'm in four bit. Yeah, it's gonna change up in a second. <laughs> it's gonna change up in a second. <laughs> yeah people people in my chat are like is, is the quality gonna get better i'm like i i can't predict that you know i'm not i'm not elon you know i don't have those powers you're, you're getting you're getting it all away from the caribbean right now but literally <laughs> like i just had it i was just like talking right listen miss alern understands like this is literally behemoth wi-fi we're dealing with right now but like it's gonna get better like in a second but yeah good. i appreciate i appreciate you having me on family i've been watching for so long um, so, so cool. now I'm watching myself and it's kind of trippy. <laughs> well, okay, let me ask that as a first question then. How did you get into all of this? Because I've seen some of like, I always do this thing where I scroll to the earliest videos of a content creator I'm really liking because I've been really watching a lot of your content lately. And then the second uh, video you ever posted I saw is my experience with not being black enough. I was like, I guess like right out of the gates, like this was, <laughs> this was some serious stuff. <laughs> oh Lord, yeah. Um, <laughs> believe it or not, believe it or not, I... I um, shouldn't be shouldn't be too uh, polemic, but growing up in the Caribbean, we're very socially conservative. We love our welfare systems, um, but I grew up very socially conservative, um, and in many ways, many ways, um, still battling a lot of the internalized colonialism, um, internalized bigotry, and just 
the white supremacist like systems that I've come to now fight uh, while I was in the States. But when I came back to the Bahamas, I realized just how much um, it is the same white supremacy, maybe even worse, just in disguise as a familiar blackness, a familiar hue, if you will. So the farther you go back, the more conservative my takes will be. And I think like that's one of the reasons why people, for some reason, um, find some type of kindred to me because they see my journey um, mm. because decolonizing your mind, is it isn't like a destination, it's a journey. Like you're constantly doing this. Um, not very far from my not black enough video, you will find my combating homophobia video, even my own, which is probably my first introduction to BreadTube. Um, okay. That's when ThoughtSlime, Big Up ThoughtSlime, Big Up Millie, um, <laughs> that's when he found, that's when they found me. Jesus Christ. Just misgendered Mildred. <laughs> no, no, Mil Mil Mildred's any, Mildred's any all. You're fine. You're fine. You're oh, great. he's any all now? Okay, yeah. there we yeah. go. So there yeah. we yeah. go. No, um, I, I love Milton's yeah. answers to that question whenever I'm like, what, what's your pronouns? And he's always like, what do you got? <laughs> That's the answer. What do you got? <laughs> I'll take him. <laughs> I, I do a thought slot. Yeah. One of the first people to even like bring me on um, in any like big way, shape or form. And then from there, like I began to deal with more social commentary, sociopolitical commentary, because my pedagogy is in um is in political science my master's is in political science in iowa of all places so mm. i went from a like a social conservative upbringing in the caribbean to a extremely conservative uh curriculum in iowa so i really didn't stand a chance mm. <laughs> I, I didn't stand a chance i i had no choice but to be and um I've been using my degree now, very ironically, to un like unpack and combat all of the things that I've learned with the things that I've learned. So, you know, the very conservative teachings of someone like Churchill, I'm now debunking with, you know, Machiavelli, with, with um, Chomsky, with all of these people that I've read, all the political theory, all of the white people's books, as I call them. <laughs> and, and like it's amazing because like i i hear the i hear the conservative talking points i see the propaganda i see like the the hoops that they're going through and the disingenuous um misinformation that they use in order to get what they're getting and i'm just like eh, eh, eh. like pepperidge farm remembers bro like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm i remember this class and like it's you could you could say that but like you could also look at it from a different angle and it just goes to show that um we, we have a lot of work to do, um, and it's people like you, it's people like Mr. Learn inside the chat right now, and a lot of our comrades that are like doing the hard work, because as you can see, we got a up uphill battle with like many forms of marginal system, um, systemic oppression. Uh, like you were retweeting today, like I just like saw all the transphobia that you had to combat just in Twitter. So I mean, <laughs> and I and I'm cis. <laughs> I, exactly. Same. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm the cis. I'm the of het men that you can find. Like I mean, like it doesn't get more cis nor het. But like, and I think that that's the part that people like. Like they like um, like I have one of the queerest discords as a cis het man. Like I I'm saying it. I'm claiming it. Like my my discord is gay as fuck. Like I love Hell it yeah. because like it's constantly challenging all of my belief systems. And it's, it's me 
approaching progressive thought and theory from a place of of recovering conservative bigot in every fashion like whatever okay. phobia you could think of whatever um ism negative ism that you could think of i've definitely been a culprit of it i'm not going to pretend um and that's one of the reasons why i guess like people people like to be in a foreign land because like in a time where people are just like cosplaying as the perfect leftist like i will oh, yeah. show you the scars <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i was i was going to ask you then what do you in your personal journey what do you find really started to make that shift happen from maybe the cultural programming of homophobia uh to seeing it from a different angle or perspective um there's a there's definitely um the 2016 election for sure was a big uh, radicalization point for me. Um, but there's also like a lot of things that's been happening in the Bahamas. Um, mm -hmm. Not just like recently, but just like been happening over time. Um, and we've had like a lot of people that have to... When I repatriated to the Bahamas, when I came back and realized how many people had left because they couldn't be their authentic selves, it, it really revealed to me that, okay, if I'm going to get, you know, death threats and people saying that they're going to disown me because I'm making a video where I said, eh, you know what, uh, queer folks, they shouldn't endure fire and brimstone. Um, <laughs> they should just be able to be, you know, they should just be able to, to, to be miserable like the rest of us. Um, or like when I say that in a video, like combating Caribbean homophobia, and I incur all of those um, social sanctions. I can only imagine what actually visible queer people have to deal with on a regular basis. Um, there's this a uh, there's a smear campaign right now about a teacher came out in the Bahamas and said that we should be teaching transgenderism, whatever whatever they mean by that. But we should mm -hmm. be teaching transgenderism in in schools. And I was probably wrongfully amazed that they basically parroted Tucker Carlson. Like really? they, Bahamians, Bahamian accent, like saying Tucker Carlson's words. It's just amazing. And they were basically saying, this is not how God intended it, um, X, Y, Z, so forth and so forth. And I'm just like, this is, this is my discomfort in being, um, progressive and standing and fighting for the most marginalized is not even a paucity of the pain that it must be to be anything but straight, cis, sexist, um, misogynist, uh, every phobic in the Caribbean. And a lot of the things that we talk about is from an American um, point of view. Um, a lot of the discourse, even in Bread Tomb, is extremely and terminally American, terminally North American in that um, case. So people like people like Alimi and I are at least able to speak to a more spicy side of this progressive sphere, which is that in the Caribbean. And the more people adding to this choir of progressivism, and I just find myself to be a voice, the more compelling that choir will be. So I think that like my my radicalization point was just seeing the disenfranchisement at scale back home, knowing that my friends that may have been queer and I didn't even know that I may have said some crazy ass things to um, leaving because crazier things have been said to them 
and they had to leave, I, I was just like, fuck, I, I, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta at least like use my privilege as a big black man with a beard to infiltrate these places, these barbershops, these, um, you know, all the places where misogyny, transphobia, homophobia, all of these regressive takes where they, where they live and I need to disrupt it. Um, mm -hmm. and that's the reason why, like, it's also good that there's me, there's people like me, there's people like Hassan Asanabi, um, as, as many, as many, um, concessions that I have about Hassan and I'll tell him, I'll tell it to his face. Um, adore him though. I adore him, uh, because he represents the same thing that I kind of do in that we are very, we represent that traditional masculinity that is a Trojan horse for progressive takes. And then once you let us in to talk, we can tell you something and you ain't gonna like it. <laughs> and you have to challenge it. And you, and we challenge you. And then you have to think about it. You're like, damn, this ain't this ain't someone not not to like stereotype, but this ain't someone with pink hair um, mm -hmm. that uses they them pronouns. No, this is this is someone that does the same shit, goes to the gym, fights MMA, you know, does all of the other stuff, you know, all of, all of the stuff that I do, but they're not, they don't hate women. They, they <laughs> don't, they're not transphobic. What? And it, it's really a mind fucking you realize it's like the um the sneako thing when he came out talking about soy boy um and this and that and like he listed like people like noah samson big up noah samson a brethren of the chat um oh, yeah. he, he you know listed all of these people that they're trying to say oh they're soy they're not masculine and i'm more like okay one like someone like noah samson is a d1 football player so like oh, I mean, yeah. that don't make no sense. <laughs> he, but like he's on espn.com i've shown people his I, profile but like you can, you this, can look at man's highlights reels i i wish i was that soy i'm gonna be honest yeah. <laughs> like, i was on. like send me some soy yeah like, i know <laughs> <laughs> but they can't they can't they can't reconcile with someone um and it's it's a trope um unfortunately uh the traditional black masculine man um, being one of the pinnacles of, of black masculinity, which is problematic also, by the way. Uh, but when they, when they see uh, someone like me saying things that aren't, like, unfortunately don't align with their worldview, it really throws them a curveball. So we need all of the voices that we can in many different iterations and many different looks because that's what allows us to fight the culture war battles. And then we can begin to like some other stuff, like, you know, healthcare and you know yeah. economic <laughs> policies we haven't even gotten to that part yet we're just trying to get we're just trying to get like basic human rights at this point yeah how do you find that is in terms of like is it effective having someone like you who obviously presents in a very traditionally masculine way muscular you work out that kind of stuff and you get into like you said the barbershops or other spaces where it, there would be traditional i would say like roles right gendered roles mm -hmm. uh heteronormative roles how effective do you find and what are some strategies that work uh, in terms of like getting through to people in those environments it it feels like a debate bro um okay. I, I i be feeling like a debate bro when i'm doing it and honestly um there's cognitive dissonance that will always prevail like they can get all of the evidence that they that they need in order to change their mind and they will simply ignore it and say i see that you're making valid points i will ignore that in favor of what is familiar um and you know to be honest i don't blame them like it's very difficult to encounter an opposing um point of view even with evidence that is antipodal to what you've always known 
Like that's it takes a level of maturity. It takes a level of of um, thoughtfulness in order to just say, you know what, I was wrong, um, and I'm going to be vulnerable, and just basically think about this, ruminate on this. Um, it's very easy to just say, oh no, that's not right because my parents told me otherwise, my pastor told me otherwise, my teacher told me otherwise. Um, it's a lot more difficult to to combat those things. So. Unfortunately, and Alimi, I'm tired of like calling her out, but like Alimi has like <laughs> basically very similar approach to to me when it comes to the way that you agitate these systems. And when Alimi goes in on on bigotry on the timeline, whether it's IG, whether it's whether it's it's now YouTube because she's on YouTube now. You all subscribe to <laughs> to Lurinati, but. <laughs> It's it's just this extremely um, you have to you have to somewhat play their game, mm-hmm. so you know they won't get loud they won't get loud and rowdy. We could get loud and rowdy too. Um, we don't have to be extremely um, tempered and and calculated. I agree that like there's rhetor- there's rhetorical ideas that could get you better, um, you know, and just keeping calm and everything like that. But the one that I enjoy the most is the Socratic method. Um, okay. So like in the political science like realm like we we always go back to the socratic method um and i just basically ask them questions genuine questions like with a with a purpose and indication of understanding them and just saying okay what what do you mean like okay so you what women trans trans women aren't women why like what is a woman to you and then they describe what is essentially a slave or they say okay someone that could have someone that could give birth I say, okay, so your mother then, who is in her 70s, is she, is, is she able to give birth right now? I mean, if she is, then she's a medical, a, a modern <laughs> medical, like, miracle. Saint. But is, yeah. is she, you know? Is, is she able to? Okay, so is she not a woman? Is she, is she not a woman? What is she? And, and basically, you just allow them to, keep, you know, get around them and just sit with it and allow their allow their ignorance to fill up the room just the quietness i just love doing that for a little bit and that's unfortunately what goes on in the barbershops now of course like you got all kind of people like trying to get around it but they're gonna sit with it there's someone that it might not be the person that you're directing it to but it might be the people around them that's saying oh wait you know the dumb shit that that guy was saying it might not be right (laughs) (laughs) And then they reconsider it. And the people that are over the fence are now more perceptive to going down the radicalization pipeline, but the right one, because I'm not going to make, I'm not going to gaslight the right into thinking that I'm not trying to radicalize their children. I am, Um, but the right, I'm trying to radicalize them the right way. I'm trying to tell them that they, they, you know, that they can choose what they want to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and yeah, so I'm definitely have an agenda. The agenda is (laughs) But it's it's healthy and it's safe, so don't worry. Um, yeah. One of the criticisms I get quite a bit, and the reason I want to bring this up is because you're directly talking about, I would say, something that is pretty like within the inter community, right? Uh, like as a as a white content creator, I do get criticism, especially from right wingers and a lot of liberals. Like Lance, who do you think you are? The black people whisperer. You can't talk about statistics and data and stuff like that. I have been accused of that before. Stuff like that, or like, hey, are you trying to like blah blah, blah debate, bro? Like there are conservative black people who hate trans people. There are conservative black people who are homophobic, and I'm like, I'm I'm sure that like obviously like in any demographic that all exists right no question about that so 
what then are, are you asking would be my question next because like within the inter-community I agree I don't think there should be white people being like you know uh, I really want to bring up how homophobic the black people are today you know or how transphobic the black people are today I think that we should be worrying just about transphobia homophobia especially if you are white within white communities it's it's everywhere they're the ones <laughs> passing legislation they're the ones in charge of a lot of the US right now they're the ones passing the laws it's a lot of white people okay so that's the, the people I want to focus on but what how would you how would you direct uh perhaps people who criticize that like from from the inter community that's not something i can ever discuss or talk about i'm not i'm not black i'll never have to live black experience is kind of my point yeah no i and i assume that you're meaning like people like i don't know if they're trying to be well-meaning and that's that's kind of my point like i don't think they really care because these are the very people that are that are fine with pulling up a Dr. Umar, pulling up a Kanye West, pulling up a Candace Owens and letting them be the monolith. But when someone else is not advocating for the very things that they are saying, then that's when they want to say, oh, but you're white. So in cases like that, and um, a great way to do this is always highlighting um, people of color or people that are local to that experience. And you do that. And that's, and that's the point. Like, this whole time, and I talk a lot, but this whole time, like, you didn't talk over me. You didn't try to, like, white knight me or anything like that. I've watched yeah. you on Leftist Mafia, and you don't do that either. Clean up your room. I've watched your exploits, and I know that, okay, when you're dealing with, when you're dealing with Lance, like, you're not dealing with someone that is using blackness as a panoply or an epilogue at a particular time to basically be an indicator and a signifier that, hey, whatever I'm saying has the authority of african american or african or blackness in general and that's that's what it is so it's a matter of just like okay speaking to or quoting if if you can't like you know get someone local to speak to it if you're not in a um community if you're not in community with with someone that is black that is willing to speak about it like when kanye west dropped his um anti-semitism when he went on his anti-semitism tour um, you know, I, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't willing to talk about him. You know, when people came to me, say, Hey, you want to talk about Kanye West? And me, I say, no, why would I want to go and talk about a mentally ill black man that is, is now, um, disgracing his long legacy of amazing music with awful and disparaging remark remarks about a marginalized community. Why, for the, why for the benefit of Nazis, by the way, who are manipulating Precisely. Them, right? Like, why, you know, taking advantage need... of them. <laughs> like, <laughs> why do I it just, need it to... It sucks. Um, All of it sucks. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, why do I need to, like, parade this man who is shucking and jiving for Nazis, for Fuentes? Um, you know? So, like, in cases like that, um, I, I, simply, I simply allow that to... You know, when, when people are not... Um, willing to speak on it that are actually local to their experience, just highlighting particular creators that are already or have already done material on them. So I'm not a trans man. Um, I'm very cishet, like I said before, the sisters the of het. And if I'm talking about transphobia, just, just this last week, um, I brought on trans creators. And I shut up. I let them speak. I listened to it. And I was using that as an opportunity to platform them. And it's hilarious because like bigots would come looking to me and they saw me. I was talking about the TYT, um, the, the young turf, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> and um, I was... And, you're and in a safe, said, you're in a safe space. Don't worry. You can, you can go nuts. <laughs> okay, thank you. Sorry. <laughs> and, and I also 
think that she's a turf yet, but I, I think that she's on her way. Um, I don't think she's full full on JK yet, but I think that she's like you know at at the she's she's buying flights to Turf Island. And, uh, and and instead of me going on there and basically you know black knighting for 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 um for the trans folk them, I was just like okay, I'm just gonna put my trans folks them on screen and when they come looking to me expecting a particular take because unfortunately i have to be real a lot of cishet black men are the face of transphobia in many cases are the face of homophobia not because like we invented this shit but because colonialism did a fucking number on us and um we're still decolonizing our minds so we're parroting those um talking points but we didn't we're not the author of them let's let me just <laughs> say that part. but but they're expecting you know that misogyny that transphobia from me and then they click on my video and then they see someone like um the fantastic fox uh who is a um white uh bahamian trans creator and they're just like wait hold on i i wanted the black man that was gonna say transphobic things what happened <laughs> um, then, you know it's it's a problem but that's what I like to do. I like to highlight the creators local to that experience. So to shield the bad faith actors, the mm. people that are genuinely in community with you, that know your heart um, and that see that you have obviously been in community with people that are local to that experience. They're not the ones making the criticism. It's the people that are trying to weaponize um, your your arguments against you uh, for for the worst good, not the greater mm. good, but for the worst good. <laughs> And honestly, I think one of the things you do so fantastically is that you do pull people into a lot of your videos, obviously, first and foremost with humor. They're absolutely hilarious. I hope you understand how funny those things are. But then secondly, you're, you are correct in that, like, there is right now, people on the left are saying there's a deficit of, of positive male role models or masculine male role models who also want to talk about intersectional feminism and how, you know, a lot of these different concepts play off each other. You happen to be one of those people. How do you feel or how do you feel is the best approach right now to try and take this conversation back from the Andrew Tates, from the Fresh and Fits, from the Sneakos? Oh, man. And shit, you, you're good at this. I see why you do what you do. Oh, because you're good, you, you're good at, um, you're good at interviewing. This is actually very difficult. Uh, how do you, <laughs> it's, it's if it's a good interview, it's supposed to be easy. You're like, oh, that felt like nothing. I just, have, I was having a conversation with a friend. <laughs> and, that's what it, and that's literally what it feels like. It feels like I've been talking to you forever. Brandon has told me everything about you. So, I mean, it feels like oh, I know nice. you already. Nice. But, but the way how, so what we're basically talking about is, is essentially the, a messaging problem, um, at its core. And the conservative right has always been extremely good at messaging from Rush Limbaugh to Tucker Carlson. Like those guys have the best machinery. I got to give credit where it's due. Like, you know, the bigots, yeah. the bigots were in their bag during the Rush Limbaugh era. Oh my God. Like they were unbeatable. Like they knew, they knew the slogan. Oh my God. They were just killing it. Hit after hit after hit. Yep. Like they were like Drake in the early 2010s. Um, <laughs> and like when Rush Limbaugh died, um, one, I, I 
cracks in Hennessy open. I ain't gonna lie. I don't even drink, but that cracks in Hennessy open when Rush Limbaugh. When we smoked on that Rush Limbaugh pack, I was just like, yeah, goddamn, this is great. This, what is this? Is this Zah? Nah, this is Rush. This is amazing. I can't imagine. I'm like, when I, when I friggin' like, saw all of the people crying out, basically doing their best reaction to the Trickly Puff meme or, you know, whatnot. And, and like, they're cr- complaining that we're the crybabies, but like, for this bigot, for Rush, they're just like, oh my God, the world is over. The same I can't, way I I can't felt- stand it. I can't, like, honestly, oh, every single man. time that happens online when, like, oh, the queen is dead. And then it's like, hey, decorum, decorum, excuse Let's me, say- are you are you celebrating a monarch's death? It's like, a, a monarch, what? What world are we living in? What is happening? Celebrate <laughs> the monarch's death. It was literally a holiday. And, like, oh, yeah. I was, oh, um, ooh, I, so I, I participate heavily in indigenous Twitter, black Twitter, and they were going off that day. Both of them. They were going to Irish Twitter, oh. too. Irish Twitter was a celebration. Irish Twitter was, uh, it was oh, all dancing and then violins and yeah it was it was wild <laughs> i'm telling you right now lizzie that lizzie talk was un- unbelievable that that's it i'm still high off that but i mean like the whole fact of the matter is like it's just i don't even remember we've been talking about smoking this whole time but i mean like as a, <laughs> the messaging issue on the left um oh right rush, Lim- rush limbaugh <laughs> you, you were talking about how yeah you know, yeah yeah the bigot, the bigot glory days, um, mm-hmm. you know, back back in the times of Rush Limbaugh. But the fact of the matter is, they are waning in when it when it comes to their messaging. Trump Trump was pretty good for content. I ain't gonna lie. That boy, that boy was he he is an ass, and he knows how to say crazy things um, and like make catchy catchphrases. Uh, you know, like like Sleepy Joe. Come on, man. That's, that's, <laughs> that's just that's just off the chain. But like the problem is with the left, like we're very diplomatic, um, yeah. and we we don't we we don't have much flavor or spice to to our shit. Like it's very and it's very white. Um, but I mean, like the conservative like right is also very white. But that's the point. Mm-hmm. Um. By design. You know, like when it comes when it comes to the, yeah exactly by design like it's supposed to be like that but like when it comes to the left we're very reactionary we're very diplomatic and that's the whole thing we need to we need to do better as it pertains to getting in front of the message rather than reacting to those messages mm-hmm. and finding a way how to craft particular paragons and and bastions of in this case masculinity. Uh, so that like an Andrew Tate isn't eclipsed by FD signifier, by mm. me, by mm. there's so many. And like people talk about like there's no positive black male, male role models. But like, I mean, come on, like you just haven't been trying. Oh, there's, and there's granted, so and, and, and until our defense, like the systemic barriers stopping things from happening like that, like the YouTube algorithm, not to say that like even YouTube is at fault for this, even though they low key are. I mean, they did let someone, um, what's your boy name? Um, that's own all that money. Sandy hook boy. What's his name? Um, that owes a bunch of money. Alex Jones. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, like they did like sit back and give Alex Jones, um, plaques for Mm. his, um, YouTube, uh, adeptitude let's put it like that <laughs> so like i mean youtube things like youtube are systemic um institutions of oppression and they do suppress not not necessarily purposefully maybe they do i don't have any proof of that but they do uphold the same status quo they will put drew gooden on your your home page 
10 times more than you will ever see FD Signifier. They will put Hassan reacting to a video of FD Signifier before they put FD Signifier's video up there. True. And that is that is telling of the system. And it's not just the system. It is, unfortunately, and, and people might not like this, it's the audience. Mm -hmm. It's y'all. Not just y'all. It's me too. I watch mm -hmm. Hassan sometimes over like an actual, like the actual video because Hassan is familiar. Mm -hmm. Or because like the the white creator that's talking the things that like you want to hear, you want to hear what I want to say, but you don't want to hear it from me. Mm -hmm. You want to hear it from Chad Chad. You want to hear it from Noah Samson. You want to hear it from Hassan. Alimi could tweet something, and if Anna says the same thing verbatim, literally, like it will get millions more retweets. We see the same thing on TikTok. Um, where it's actually even more blatant, like they will like legit uphold white like white supremacy. It's in their code. Like they will literally say, actually, just like boost whiteness nonstop. Wow. Like they will manually pick people like Charlie D'Amelio um, to be the avatars and ambassadors of TikTok. So these platforms, um, and they're supposed to be giving this view of the um, democracy of thought and opinion, and and you know we're supposed to have the the scepter that decides who is popular and who's not, but it's not true. Like these institutions will always uphold white supremacy and it will always be an uphold Sisyphus battle for marginalized creators um, to get some visibility, just a, just a crumb, just a crumb of clout, you know? But like people that have the privilege are able to... Um, yeah, y'all better not f um badmouth FD inside this chat. Come on, like this ain't it ain't gonna happen with me. <laughs> but one? I hear that y'all good. I don't know. Twitch I just, oh, the Twitch chat. Oh, okay. So <laughs> the Surf.tv chat is is the website chat, and then Twitch. A lot of strangers can pop in there. Okay, so, so Twitch chat gets oh. spicy sometimes. Yeah. You see, I y'all gonna put me on to like Twitch Twitch lore because I I be seeing like the little laughing meme. Like the I think he's like a Spanish guy that's like laughing. And, yeah. Like when I see Can't... that, like I just be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like the Pepe memes and all that shit. Like, I just feel like, goddamn, I don't know what it is, but like, I don't know if they're laughing at me or with me. But, but yeah, like, but like, in summation, like, yeah, it's it's a systemic battle. But like, people like yourselves that are necessarily uh, that have the privileges of being white, of being cis, of being het, being all these things, um, are able to provide eyes and put eyes onto people that you will not normally see and it's also like a constant effort it's not just like okay i i signal boost to the black person today um please now do <laughs> plus me. one you know, white savior <laughs> yes. achievement like, unlocked <laughs> white savior buff achieved like you yeah. know like it, you can't do it's yes. like a constant thing you know like it's a constant yeah. thing and it's and it's also not like a charity type of thing it's just like a matter of of assiduous effort in advocating for those that will not get through otherwise the um, soul bunny a black trans creator she will always be outshined by someone like keffels unfortunately i'm gonna leave it there but i mean like <laughs> <laughs> but like when you have people like fd that will say okay yeah y'all need to be on soul bunny and like me that will like put eyes on them that's what breaks the mold that's what gets through all of the 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 cloud of of you know mediocrity mm -hmm. uh that we have for an algorithm right now
Yeah, for sure. Um, one of the things that I've loved uh, in watching your content too over the years is like as someone who is like, you know, by myself, it's neat seeing someone going on this journey of kind of exploring LGBTQ plus issues by talking again oh, the, the proper Sorry, way Lance, to a whole bunch I didn't of people. even know if you I didn't even know that you were bi, man. My, <laughs> oh, I, I, I hide in the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I've been calling you. I've been calling you cis hat shit all this oh, time. Oh, well, you're, like, you're, you're half right. I am cis. I, I'm, I'm painfully cis. <laughs> I'm, I'm a sissy. I'm, I'm a big sissy. No question about that. <laughs> you got you got me half right. But honestly, it's it's been so cool seeing you talk to all these different people from like a whole bunch of not only like sexualities, right? Like you've spoken to people yeah. who are like pansexual, bisexual. You've also spoken to people who are uh, non-binary, people who, uh, you know, yeah. identify in a variety of ways. What have you found going down that path has been some of the most uh as a cishet person some of the most uh illuminatory or, or or amazing experiences that kind of like changed you oh that's such a good question oh man like yeah before even before even doing youtube like i had never really engaged with any trans folk i still have <laughs> this is terrible jesse gender is like probably the first trans person that i met in person um well you've, you've done very to... well then jesse gender is base as fuck <laughs> so. oh man i i i hug i think i hugged jesse for like the first i think i hugged her for like a whole minute straight like when he Aww. came to the bohemian airport um she's oh, the sweetest awesome. she's the she's honestly the best of us um yeah. and amidst every um like amidst every calumny and aspersion given away whether it's from rowling or or who else like every whoever it is like she continually shows love so i wanted to take a moment to just um act like extol jesse to like the top of my lungs um but i hadn't in experienced or engaged i'm not in community with many of these experiences um or at least I don't know, because that's just the next thing. Like, you never know. Like, I didn't even know you were bi. I mean, it, <laughs> like, so I mean, like, you never really know who's around you, which is even more of a reason why you need to curtail your homophobia. And, you know, like the whole excuse of being like saying, you know, playful homophobia and just saying, oh, but they're not gay. So it doesn't hurt. Like, you don't know. You never mm -hmm. know. That person might not even know. And mm -hmm. that might, that that's instance that's of true. homophobia might be what's causing them to not be themselves you know what i mean so like it's something that i've had to combat and probably of course having the foreign land discord uh really opened me up more and more but watching jesse gender watching um cat black um watching uh jamie dodger there's not enough trans mask um representation, representation in my yeah. life and and at all i think that much on youtube i don't i don't see that much maybe it's just me though um but one of the things that like i've really what was really eye-opening for me um like it's <laughs> maybe tmi but like this you have <laughs> you've had a limey on the chat before so nothing is tmi <laughs> but like i mean like like when i like back before like the days of like in in like high school like if they like showed you like something um like if they showed you like a trans woman or like any anybody that you would necessarily like, like the type of no like not even that like if they would like show you like trans porn it would okay. be like this thing of like it would be this thing to make you um outraged it'll be something to to um 
make oh, you for, freak for out. my for my generation it was to trap you to be like you're gay you're an Epsler now because like like That's they'd it. show you they'd show you a picture of someone and be like you think she's hot and then I'd be like yeah she's totally hot but like yeah then like scroll down like you're she gay bro yeah she's gonna take you're gay you're gay Epsler Epsler and then tell the rest of the school yeah oh yeah that was that was my high school experience that's me that's me too yeah. like that happened and like it was and it it's this weird thing it's very pernicious because it makes you it not only um it not only makes you have to question that or like be verently homophobic but it also makes you perform homophobia like mm. you might not even be that homophobic like you might like i might not have naturally taken offense to seeing feminine features and then all of a sudden dick that i mm. associate with man i i might not have been offended with that if i had been socialized not to be right but now just by virtually like fast forward like my progressive journey and like being in community with more representations of gender it's amazing how like on a on a subconscious level like on a second nature level you not only don't even like see the difference because there is no difference like you don't see the binaries anymore but like you find it all attractive like you just see the spectrum opening up to you and like you see the beauty in all of it so like you would like literally see um like a trans woman and the me that would shriek and like perform like oh i can't watch that i, oh, I can't like look at that like oh that's just like it's the same me now that is just like oh that's a beautiful woman Mm-hmm. And like it's amazing how like I don't have to like perform that. It's not something that I have to like say I have to find this attractive, but mm-hmm. literally on a subconscious level just exposing yourself to being more acceptive and empathetic to more experiences and being more progressive is now allowing me to find the beauty in life itself. And finding out that I've limited my ability to enjoy just life not not just like not in a sexual way but like just like mm-hmm. the ability to admire and find beauty in everyone and like not being able to appreciate i see that's a handsome man or like just like having to feel like i can't say that or like mm-hmm. like like you know all gay. of these different toxic yeah or I'm, or I'm gay like and like not having to feel um confined to that mm-hmm. is just so liberating it's just so fucking freeing. Like I could get my, I could get a manicure and a pedicure now. And like, I could feel empowered by that. I could actually take delectation in that. I could take pleasure in the fact that I am being groomed, that I'm taking care of myself, that I'm getting a facial. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't do that before. And that's so, I, I feel for the people that isn't, that don't allow themselves to feel that love on a, on a, at scale for everything. It's just like when you get an injury, like I fight MMA and like when I messed up my shoulder, I could only get like a particular range of motion. Like I couldn't get my arm like further than like right here. Oh, wow. And and like, you know, as it healed, as I healed my arm, like I could, it was more flexible. I could reach all the way in my back. I could finally wash my ass. And like, <laughs> and like that's how I, that's how I like feel about, you know, recovering from homophobia, recovering from bigotry in general. It's like you're getting more of a range of motion out of life. Like you're getting more flexibility out of existing. And it's crazy. Some people will die and they will never know that. <laughs> That's, That's uh, 
no, but that that's an unbelievably profound and beautiful statement. I think it's it's kind of neat for you to express that too, because I don't think there is enough moments where, especially straight guys, straight men, cis men, you know, don't talk or express their feelings. We hold that all in. But to actually describe it as not only is this not about me reinforcing the fact that I have to performatively be like, this is gross. Oh, gross. Penis, gross. Right. Uh, <laughs> that actually like now it's just it's not something that you even have to force yourself to do. You just it just comes naturally. That's that's a very beautiful thing. I don't think I've heard it expressed by a cishet man before in that way. You know, it's going to be it's very scary. Like, yeah. cause like, cause there's still that, um, knee jerk visceral reaction. Just like, okay, there's two now. It's like one being seen as queer. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that like phobia of homophobia. Um, and then there's the next part, which is just like not feeling fetishy with this newfound progressivism. So mm -hmm. it's just like, okay, don't, don't be like, don't be that guy that is just like trans women hot now. Like, don't, mm -hmm. don't be, don't be Chance the Rapper who was liking, <laughs> who was liking, um, you know, trans porn on me. Just yeah. out there, like, you know, but just like trying to find a, a nice balance where just like, okay, this is beautiful. It's um, and, yeah. <laughs> and just moving forward. And it's, and it's precisely that normalizing it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, I know you're in a rush to film this segment, so I'm, I oh, know no, 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 I'm not, I'm, you're, you're still doing okay. Cause I wanted to uh, ask you a little bit about your new video, but I know it's not a simple, like one or two answer question, but I, I was hoping oh, you no, could, go there. okay. I was hoping you could explain to the audience a little bit about, uh, Afro Latino, the culture, what it is to be Latino, uh, Latin X or Latin A. We can also get the answer to that, but also the differences between, and uh, a lot of the aspects I think a lot of people might not know. If you haven't seen the video, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody here, but uh, a fascinating exploration of both whiteness, race, colorism, uh, and a lot of the stuff that is done in South and Central America. Could you could you ex explore that a little bit for, for people who have no idea? Oh, man, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, like, um, and of course, like, I have to... Um, give the the asterisk that i myself um only but a a smidge of dominican i found out um <laughs> and i and i don't talk about it much because i don't want to be one of those people that are very visibly black but always trying to denote that they are not black they are dominican um because that isn't that what every ironic. single white person does with 23 and me isn't always like i'm oh, two percent yes. mongolian <laughs> i'm one no, percent native american i'm one of the good you ones can't me, you can't call me racist <laughs> yeah. i yeah like i i would i would hate to be what i criticize but yeah so this uh video on afro-latino anti-blackness in the um latino community uh and of course like i put latino in quotation marks because spoiler um who is considered latino is extremely interesting uh leave it at that but it's actually like kind of an extension on my asiaphobia in the black community um and anti-blackness in the asian community companion piece that i did with olivia sunum um Oli sunvia on youtube if you all don't know about olivia sun probably making some of the best um video essays out there um and it's an extension. It's it's kind of like a logical progression where I'm just going about and playing the greatest hits of um, <laughs> white supremacy and colonialism has messed up all kind of marginalized experiences. And essentially, we have eternalized it and we have created our own new bigotry, like innovators of bigotry. Amazing. Um, actually, like marginalized folks yet again trailblazing but yet in this time the wrong way uh because like we make new forms of bigotry like it's it's something different 
when you see white supremacist talking points come out of a black person's mouth. It's a it's a different feeling. Um, it's very confusing um, and utterly constipation inducing honestly um and i speak from experience because like i like literally today like i like got into like i said yet again another argument with someone where they're just like oh you know we need to stop being so woke and i'm just like what do you mean woke what, what is woke they say well you know you just need to believe in god and everything like that i say what are you talking I haven't heard about that what are you talking I, about that's the first time i've heard woke equals faith i haven't heard that one yet yeah that was, i like that just, <laughs> they were just saying like you know they were just like don't he said we need to like change our path and not be like america and i was just like well well we kind of agree there but probably not for the same reasons <laughs> You know, and it's just like all this trans acceptance and stuff like that. I'm mm. just like, what the fuck are you talking about? And like, so it's it's very interesting to hear um, these bigoted talking points come out of, of people that are also equally marginalized. And that's kind of the impetus for this video, anti-blackness in the Latino community. I got a chance to speak with um, Elliot Sang, who is also making amazing videos. Um, Julian Steve, who is, Elliot Sang, by the way, is um, Chinese, Dominican, American, living in um, NY. Uh, and then I had also Julian Steve, who is a black Honduran um, creator. Uh, and and then, of course, probably um, my favorite feature out of that entire thing, and I think everybody else will say that, is Monica Hernandez, mm -hmm. uh, who is a Dominican-American artist um, that creates these larger-than-life um, paintings of naked women. Uh, and she's like a body hair rebel. And oh yeah, she also spits amazing progressive rhetoric, uh, and has like a recall that's out of this world. And I can't, I can't stop fangirling over her. Um, and I basically was, I basically was um, confronting them about this idea of anti-blackness in the Latino community. And I asked them, I was just like, "What is a Latino?" And it was amazing when I find out that like a lot of them don't even identify themselves as that. A lot of a lot of the people that I spoke with um, in preparation for this were just like, "I don't know what that is," mm. and it is very much in line with the white supremacist um, model that allows for a idea and a concept of Latino um, to be put forth and when you don't fit that mold it becomes extremely difficult for you to exist and you become stateless um you know it was heartbreaking to hear monica say like i don't know what i am because i'm i'm so light-skinned in my hair texture and all of these different things that i can't i i sometimes feel inauthentic calling myself a black woman because there are other black women out there that are going through things that i can't authentically speak to and I don't want to eclipse them because of the society's proclivity to listening to people like me, that look like me over a dark-skinned woman. Um, and it's it's actually very, very sad because she should feel she should feel fine in articulating her experience without having to have an asterisk next to it or have to preface it with a particular um, statement and predicate in order to be acceptable. But at the same time, like she's aware of the misogyny war. She's aware that her, her continence, her skin color provides her some privilege and that can offset many other people 
and their own experiences that will never be heard, that will never see the light of day. So she has to minimize herself and has to take on different qualifiers. She might shelve the Latino moniker. She might shelve the black woman moniker in order to just be Monica Hernandez at this point. And it's probably like the saddest, one of the saddest stories and one of the biggest, um, one of the biggest tragedies of white supremacy and whiteness in general, because that's what whiteness does. Like, spoiler, like, I don't know, like, this shouldn't be a controversial thing. Apparent, of course not here, but of course whiteness, <laughs> isn't, whiteness isn't real. It's not a, yeah. a, not a real thing. It, it robs people of their individual cultures. It, it makes everything a monolith. It, it paints everything with one brushstroke. And when that happens, you essentially lose all of the unique characteristics that are a part of your culture. And over time, with iterations of generations coming on, they're completely erased. You don't even remember it. It's an echo. Like, mm -hmm. it's, it's, just, it's just a reverberation at that point. You don't even know the source anymore. You know, it's, it's just like when you hear reggaeton and you don't know that reggaeton came from a black Jamaican artist coming to Panama and collaborating with Panamanians and coming to Dembo, which of course then was a propellant for reggaeton. But like, you could have someone like J Balvin, who is of course the star of this video, um, dragging black women on a leash <laughs> as a visibly Colombian white, like a white Colombian. Like I, yeah. I don't think nobody's um, guessing that J Balvin is black or anything like that. Uh, and basically spitting misogynoir over a foundationally black genre of music. It's ironic and palpably, it's almost ironic to the point like where you laugh because if you don't laugh, you will cry. <laughs> at how bad it is <laughs> hopefully that's a good summation of it because you know oh, like I said I talk too long Lance no, you no, need no, to go no, no, talk no. over me sometimes because no, I no, talk no, no. a lot but it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's honestly it's fascinating it's not a topic that I hear talked about a lot uh, especially because like um I, my my dad was born in Santiago, Chile, and as you can probably tell, white as the driven snow. So that's kind of one of those experiences where, yeah, he grew up in that environment. He speaks, obviously, fluent Spanish and all that kind of stuff. And uh, But, like, I don't think a lot of people know how varied a lot of those countries are. Like, Brazil, it, it shocks some people to learn that there's, like, there is Japanese people in Brazil. There's black people in Brazil. There's, like, there's so much cultural diversity there. And then I, I'm assuming, but you can correct me on this, with the Bahamas, it's the same thing, right? Is, is there probably a, a large range of people? Well, the Bahamas is, is very predominantly black, but you okay. have um, you have definitely it's a very small country too. It's, it's like mm -hmm. about three hundred to four hundred thousand um, people. A lot of undocumented uh, folks, which is of course a whole another discussion um, because just like how the Dominican Republic um, has this loathing has built their nation over loathing Haitians. Mm -hmm. um, which is crazy. Let that sink in for a second. Like yeah, it's a country that is dedicated and predicated and built like literally the buttress of Dominican Republic is th the hatred of Haitians. Like that's the only thing that unites them in many ways. And the most hilarious part, um, which Roller Dragon is kind of is, is probably alluding to, which is that they all are built on the same landmass of Hispaniola. Mm -hmm. um, so like <laughs> you're literally that's like me being like that's like my existence being me hating my roommate and like 
at just like living, <laughs> at just like inviting people over to also hate my roommate and be like, hey, fuck this guy. I hate him. He lives right over there. Like, where? Oh, you mean next door? No, like literally right over there. But, you know, like, and it's in the Bahamas, we have a similar issue because uh, Haitian um, migrants, of course, fleeing Haiti, a very oppressive regime that yet again, we have to take a nod to the campaign that France and the France number and that France, precise, yes, exactly, yeah. France <laughs> and their allies, I ain't letting mm-hmm. anybody else get off, France and no. their allies, a concerted effort to marginalize and punish Haiti for their slave uprising, to basically use, like, to, to decapitate Haiti and put them in the global town hall, hang them from their feet and say, this is what you do not do. And that is rebel against white supremacy to rebel against colonialism. And now and we're going to tax you for it. Now you got to pay up for that rebellion. Like what? Exactly. <laughs> it's like exactly. inverse reparations. I've never seen this. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's some good shit. Like for real, like when people hear that like Heidi has been um, paying reparations for the majority of their existence, it, it, it boggles their mind because mm-hmm. they would more so love to chalk it up to, Heidi doing Obia and Voodoo. Um, mm-hmm. And that's the reason why they are that way um, and that they're corrupt. But no, it, it's supposed to be like this. The reason why they're like this is because it's by design. It's a, it's a feature. It is not a bug. Um, Heidi was developed um, or, or it was killed before birth. Um, and the fact of the matter is Haitians, of course, at this point are fleeing in mass, not only to the Bahamas, but to the U.S. as well. And we have seen um, immigration officers and immigration, the, the immigration Gestapo literally on horseback um, yeah. uh, chasing Haitians around uh, and then, you know, doing so in such a picaresque way that the New York Times could take a picture of it and put it all over the place. Um, <laughs> as 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 migrant immigration porn. I don't even know what you call that. It's a new genre. Sick. Um, we'll, we'll call and, it sick. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, yes, yeah, <laughs> gore, just gore. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, some of them actually come to the Bahamas uh, with with uh, a milieu of other guests. I mean, um, of other. <laughs> I say guests. Guests. I'm reading chat. Uh, but no, they're not guests that are coming to the Bahamas. They are, they are coming to stay. <laughs> migrants um jamaican migrants and whatnot but the interesting part is lance like the thing is that people don't realize is that there's a whole another population a whole another demographic that comes as migrants and that are europeans mm. americans that mm. overstay their visa that buy property that evade taxes and that stay here um and they assimilate into society very well in fact they assimilate into society better than most civilians live in society because wow. they are afforded privileges that we are not. Um, I did a video right before uh, the anti-blackness one, which was a collaboration with Not Just Bikes. Um, and I was discussing how racial capitalism is built into literally the infrastructure of the traffic and the way that the Bahamas is laid out. So on an infrastructural level, the traffic is designed to beat you down as someone that is going to work in a servile tourism industry of a hotel and to cater and grovel and genuflect to tourists, um, stand out and bake um, and marinate in the hot sun just for 10 pence, as, as literally someone has said, just for, for like, you know, a, wow. a paucity of pennies. 
and um you know go and do it again and like you're going back in this traffic and you're you're sitting in traffic in the hot sun your air condition probably doesn't work um and you're bumping the bumper traffic honking horns um gas exhaust from these old vehicles that people don't have the money to even maintain and all of this is by design all of this is in order to beat the civilian down beat the black payment down to the point where they don't have the energy to even think about the systems that perpetuated the violence that they live in already. They don't even have the energy to think about the systems critically. All they could do is lick their wounds, go to sleep, wake up the next day, rinse and repeat, get spit on by tourists, and then go back home in bustling traffic maybe eat some food here and there, maybe take a reprieve from the oppressive um, thing that you call life and shake shake your ass in a bar for a couple of days mm-hmm. or, or, or a night or so, and then, you know, and, and then go back to it on Monday. Rinse and um, repeat. You know? And, and, and uh, a couple of people are able to escape it because they're members of parliament, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> well, I was, I was going to say what's really sad about that kind of revelation, though, is that's the same shit that's happening to, like, poor rural white Americans where it's like you are also getting fucked over by the system and then the millionaires paid by billionaires are telling you it's the trans kids or it's the Jews or it's the elites or it's the lizard frogs or whatever it's the Mexicans (laughs) it's brown people it's Muslims it's Arabs whatever it is but it's it's distracting you from what is actually systemically oppressing you and it doesn't matter if it's in one corner of the world or or in, in the US it's the same shit same story absolutely and that's the reason why this idea of whiteness is is essential to preventing class solidarity because you and I have far more in common than Jay-Z and I do, than mm-hmm. Barack Obama and I do. Um, of course, like there's this superficial camaraderie, this superficial solidarity of the black experience. Um, and in many ways, Sure, me and Obama probably grew up listening to the same Marvin Gaye, the same Stevie Wonder in Parliament. But the fact of the matter is, he has reached a level of class and afforded privileges that is absolutely alienating in comparison to me. However, that trans um, kid that is trying to figure out their place in this world that doesn't have enough money to get reaffirming gender care, so... They essentially have to find ways to to coast and to sublimate in society is very akin to me, a big black man with a beard who gets stared at by your local old woman that probably, you know, like watched the the assassination of Hitler in 1945 <laughs> on her small screen and sees me in a high V or Walmart <laughs> and looks at me. And she looks back at, and she looks at me and she's just like, I remember when we used to hang you from trees. Oh like, you know, like, I remember the good old days when, when, oh when y'all couldn't speak Why was she watching us. that? Why did the algorithm recommend that movie? <laughs> grandma, no. What are you doing? And, 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 and in grandma's defense, like, of course, everybody's grandparents are racist. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's a part of being a grandparent. But yeah. like, yeah, like you will have, you know, like I, I feel the same stares. I get the same stares from the same people um, that trans folk do when Mm. they go out in public. I get the same fears, maybe not mine because I'm a big black man with a beard and I I 
you know, might might scare some people so they, they wouldn't be violent towards me, um, whereas they might be violent towards, you know, a smaller trans person. But what I'm saying is that, like, there's solidarity there. Mm-hmm. And it's really important that we recognize that. However, there are different interjections of minorities, like the model minority myth for Asians, um, and how they are are weaponized. Asians, Mm -hmm. Chinese folk especially, are weaponized in American society and Western society in general, and they're used as as paragons of what a minority can be. Or should be. They... Or should be, and and they are ambassadors of your failings as another minority. So, you will uphold the the hardworking Asian student um, that is literally like on the verge of breakdown at every point to just get a little bit of enfranchisement, and they will hold that student up and say, "See, um, you indigenous black boy, like this is what you can do." But instead, you gangbang. Instead, you sag mm-hmm. your pants and listen to that that um the the jungle music um <laughs> you know like drill. that's that's yeah you listen to drill and and, and and you um talk about o block and bang bang like that's what you do instead um this asian kid is now going to harvard which we're mm. also going to make noise about as far as um uh, affirmative action but let's mm. forget about that <laughs> yeah no oh, it's it's times. it's it's all very true um I, I wanted to kind of leave it with you pointed out completely correctly because you got into BreadTube at a certain point. What even is BreadTube anymore these days? You know, some old Reddit thread forum. I don't know. It changes all the time. Um, oh, but you've had a very fair criticism that it usually is centered around Western issues and usually focused heavily from a white lens, overwhelmingly, I would say. We're getting into the 90, 95 percentile of BreadTube content. Um, what's the best path forward in your eyes to try and open this up? not only to people of color, but also people of different diversities, genders, all that kind of stuff, and make sure that they get the kind of attention they need instead of everyone watching the latest Hassan reacts to those people videos. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, And I think that, and and to be optimistic, uh, that I think it's already happening. Um, Of course, at the the, um, efforts of people like FD Signifier who... Mm -hmm. Um, I have to say, of course, if it wasn't for people like him, for people like Khadija Umbo, for people like Tina Wah, uh, these black creators, many of whom you probably don't know their names, um, if you're not if you're not um, purposefully seeking them out, um, it, I wouldn't be here for that case. In fact, in many ways, I probably would have still been in a conservative rabbit hole. Oh wow! They pulled, they pulled you out of that. Yeah, low key. I I probably got out of the manosphere because yeah. of that. Because like my com- my commentary, like I said, like there's videos that I have left up that have like some of my more conservative takes. I have them um on there, and they kind of reveal that I've never been full on Uncle Tom like shucking and jiving, tap dancing. Um, what's what's the guy that's on the Supreme Court? I've never been him. I've never mm. been you know, I've never been that laughably uh conservative however i was probably centrist i was probably a lot more agreeable bootstrap like hey yeah clarence thomas thank you (laughs) (laughs) but you know like i probably i probably would have been able to to articulately argue for um the interests of the status quo very adeptly 
I I'm sure I would have been picked up by Fox News by now. Oh, you would have crushed it as a Manosphere oh, creator, a Red Pill creator. Oh. You would you would have blown up by this point. No, I'm, I'm don't don't you, don't I, give in to temptation. Okay, you'd have like <laughs> half a mil subs by now. You know, you'd be in, you'd be on well, Fresh and Fit and all those other shows all the time. <laughs> yeah, women suck. What, yeah, <laughs> but at what cost? And that's right. the point. Like it would yeah. be at what cost? Like I would get immense fame and and um, mm -hmm. fortune, but at what cost? Like all the money at what cost um and that's perpetual damnation and perdition um and if it wasn't if it wasn't for um it's amazing yeah going back to like how like you change like on a second nature level um because like i was fine in iowa um in like drowning in a sea of whiteness or stare blinding white like i'm talking like lance it was so white in iowa like i would have to make a visor with my hand <laughs> Because I was being blinded on a regular basis by just how white it was. Um, I like, we do it that. Was like I was, it was like I was in heaven, but you, like you went to heaven with this blinding light and found out that like God is smoking crack. It's amazing, actually. And it was so white, but like I was, I loved it because like I beguiled myself into thinking that okay, but I'm one of the good ones and I can find fortune here because I am, I am different. And what that really meant, what that really meant is I am willing to endure microaggressions at scale, at nauseam. Um, and these people that have lived here, African-Americans in this case, because I wasn't always extremely sympathetic to the to the plight of African-Americans, which is also yet again internalized um, bigotry, by the way, like a lot of people from the Caribbean and Africa um, and like the African diaspora and the continent. Alimi could probably speak to this as well. Um, we we take pride in not being black Americans. Like we take pride in like being seen as these people that uh, hold a particular exotic and resilient nature that allows us to actually um, pull ourselves up from the bootstraps. We have a particular strength that allows us to actually pull ourselves up, but the African-Americans don't. We're the good blacks. We're the, mm, we're the people that, um, we're the people that are able to do it. And everybody else is just woke. The black um, people in the States are just woke. Uh, and when we come to the States, actually, we do weaponize that privilege of not having to grow up um, shoulder to shoulder with our um, people that look like our oppressors. We mm. don't have to grow up with a history. I mean, of course, like colonial history is there, but it's different. American white supremacy hits different. Uh, and it's it's a slow burn and it's debilitating after a while. And. I was fine in my undergrad. All throughout my undergrad, I was fine um, going to... I was able to open up for Mal Malcolm Nance because my political science department loved me. And they were just like, hey, let this black boy go in, in front of an audience of thousands of people and open up for Malcolm Nance with a speech on, you know, ISIS and, and um, Islamic terrorism. And I shucked and jived and I took my pictures and I stood... Um, with Nance in front of this, um, in, in front of a backdrop. And I look back at that picture and I'm just like, God damn, you were so, you were so hollow. Anything could have filled you up at that point. <laughs> you were just, you were just, you were just looking for any type of community. Like, you were, and, and there's an African proverb that I love, which is that he, the child that does not feel the warmth of his community will burn it down to feel their warmth. Mm. And that's, that's so true. I can that's very sad. Yeah, it, it is very sad. But that's which that is that is the experience of 
the boy that isn't black enough, the mm-hmm. the black boy that isn't black enough. And that's what I felt at that time. And and I changed on a second nature level because after being in community with people like FD, after consuming more bell hooks, because that was not on our curriculum, mm-hmm. um, after, and I read for non growing up, but I never read for non. I never internalized Richard Wright. I never read these negritude, um, um, negritude uh, writers uh, the way that I needed to in order to understand that this isn't just a book. This is a culmination of lived experience. And when I finally was able to do that on a regular basis and, and be in community with this black thought and progressive thought, I would go back to the same spaces in Iowa and I wouldn't be okay. I would see the seams. I would feel the, the dread of being a black man in Iowa. And the white folks that were my friends would see that they would see this transformation and they would note it and what they were really noting is that you're not okay with me saying the bigoted things that you used to be you've changed you've been infected by that Mm. propaganda Mm. and you notice and you notice that your access has been revoked you're not. You're no longer invited to the brunch. <laughs> like you're, you, you can't. You 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 don't get access to those things. Like you don't get to open up for Malcolm Nance anymore. You're not the. You're, you're not the um, diversity uh, quota that you get to put up on the website anymore because people can look you up and then find out that you have a YouTube channel where you say that people shouldn't die in the hallways of hospitals and they deserve free healthcare. Um, <laughs> So they, the tokenization they, is very explicit. Like they were very clear. It, it has tokenism has extremely um, thick and obvious strings attached to it. Mm. And as soon as you um, don't abide by that mold of what a black person's role would be in a white supremacist society, you are placed under intense social sanctions, and. I had to literally flee. I mean, I didn't really flee like that much. Like, I mean, like, I, I wanted to go home. I, I wanted to eat food with seasoning on it. Last <laughs> and, <laughs> like, but at the same time, like, I I also I also got the shock out of my life, which is like kind of like revigorated me in this in in my channel, which is like I thought I was escaping white supremacy by going home. Mm. Re- just to realize that like it's here too but it just looks like me it just speaks like me um but in some ways it's even worse like it because it has the it has the defense of of blackness it has the defense of the aesthetic of marginalization but it internalizes the the bigotry and the white supremacy and That's we got so a lot of work to do no, I was like, that's so fascinating. I was, I was, I was gonna say. So that's how we get rid of whiteness in bread tube. <laughs> I was, I was like, <laughs> we did it. <laughs> just, just add, just add some seasoning to it. Yeah, we need more spice. <laughs> yeah, you, you move from bread tube to cornbread tube. Just add some yeast, like you know, like. But, but we're we're on our way, and like and, and like there are folks, and and there's gonna be a, a part of bread tube that will die. There's gonna be a mm-hmm. part of the bread that will rot. as it should, yeah, as, it, as should. it should. Yeah, there's parts of bread tube that is rotten, and they've even identified it. I don't have to call names, but they've even identified that their strategy of getting views is getting stale. That they basically ignite 
incendiary views and talking points just for people to react to them and then they react to the reaction and then it has this yeah you um, don't do a lot of drama that's i I didn't even get a chance to talk to you about that but like you don't really give into that temptation a lot right like you could easily make a hit piece on x creator and that would get like 150,000 views or something like that and then start a feud and start a war then they'd make a video on you and then vice versa and then you have like (laughs) yeah but good good for you for not for not fully giving into the temptation yet I try to, I try to, um, I try to take the high ground. I did like make all kind of videos with Hassan laughs in them, um, <laughs> like, like you know the, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, know, like, like, the, like the 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 beautiful Turkish laugh. But I think what I do is I I do friendly fire a lot mm. of the times, um, and I disguise it with with charm. But if people if people I don't think that nobody really likes to see me go there. So like I I always approach it from a different place. I, I try not to do the drama pieces because I truly don't think that that's the best way to create an audience or or to foster community. Um, the principles that the foreign line community is is really founded upon is just this this um, dedication and commitment to constant growth. This acknowledgement that we are like Love foundationally that. fallible, that we are bigotry personified, but the only difference between us is that we are making a concerted effort to actually do something about that. There are some people that that wallow in it, but we are saying, yeah, you will hear it from me first. I have been and probably am right now as we speak, homophobic, transphobic, sexist, misogynist, all Racist, these different all things. Yeah. Like I probably I probably dropped some casual homophobia this morning and I didn't even know. Like it it probably just fell out between the gap of my tooth my tooth and I didn't even know. Um and Oh, I'm not, I'm like, white. I'm a walking microaggression, okay? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can't help ourselves. We don't know how. <laughs> yeah. Your existence is aggressive. <laughs> yeah, my, my, my very existence is a microaggression. <laughs> and it's and it's just like I think it's gonna allow um I think it's going to allow like a level of discourse and nuance that will take us into like a different iteration of community. I think that it's, it, and it's, it's beyond rationality. Like it's beyond what we could even think about. You see like this conversation, we were able to like touch on so many very uncomfortable things. Mm-hmm. You weren't at any point feared of being canceled. I wasn't at any point feared of like retaliation. That's why, like, this whole thing about cancellation is false. So all of these different oh, yeah. things are false. Oh, yeah. Like, it's possible to be reasonable and to be amicable and to have hard discussions and to then get, you know, some food afterwards and mm-hmm. not have to blow up on Twitter. Spicy And it's going to be beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. spicy food. Yeah, yeah. It's food with actual spice. <laughs> uh, foreign man in a foreign land, where can everyone find yeah. your incredible channels, socials? Where, where do they go to hang out with you more or oh, join your first. First, I want to apologize for I don't understand what exactly why I am an 8-bit. Why I look like I'm broadcasting from a Nokia phone or a potato. But I swear it's not always like this. If you go to Forum Man in a foreign land slash YouTube.com or maybe the next way around, YouTube.com slash Forum Man in a foreign land, like, well, you, you know will find you videos in 1080p. Believe it or not, it's amazing. Um, me in full fidelity. It's It's the best fidelity that you've ever seen, folks. Um, see, there we go. Like that's sure, me, the anti-black. This, yeah, I am. Sure I am not. Right I am not a grainy, pixelated um, <laughs> representation of boxes. I am. Um, <laughs> I am in 1080p sometimes, and I would love to see 
um, the surf stem people inside the chat because y'all are actually y'all live up to the hype. Y'all are <laughs> definitely the second most uh, um, kind and, and cool um, <laughs> oh, community. Before on you YouTube. Before you go, can I can I mention one thing? I caught your live mm. show the other day, and boy, oh, okay, you first off, you gotta be careful. Your fans are in love with you. There is parasocial relationships, and then there's your fans. My word, <laughs> but they they were ruthless. Okay, so foreign man in foreign land has a fucking coin on his bed. It was a coin, and someone's just straight oh, up yeah. like someone lost it. They thought it was like a shit stain or something. They were going off about that, like man. I can't get over the stain on your bed. Blah blah blah. I was like, this that is ruthless. That inbred. <laughs> Goats. I, I love her. Um, I forgot. I, forgot, I think her name is Anali like Anise or Anai or something. Um, yeah, pick up the foreign land, the foreigners. I mean, like damn. But it wasn't. It was a. Uh, um, it was my Nintendo Switch controller. I didn't even realize. Oh, okay. It. I, I thought it was a I coin. I gaslit her. Yeah, oh, okay. it was a coin. I didn't realize what was all in frame because this is the frame that you're getting right now. But if yeah. you go over just a just a smidge, like I got shit on the bed. Like it's a it's a vibe. It's a vibe over here in the foreign land. My my guitars in the background, like you know, it's all about what I want you to see. And yeah, man, like yeah, the foreign the foreigners. I'm soon gonna get to a song levels where I'm having full on wars with my chat. Oh yeah, um, I it's, see it. it's gonna be fun, and, and I I can't wait. I can't wait. But yeah, <laughs> y'all are welcome though. I won't I won't do that to y'all though. <laughs> just say just say wait. No, I'm from the surfs, please. <laughs> Um, thank you so much for doing this. I, I absolutely incredible conversation. I learned a fuck ton. Your pleasure to talk to you. Oh, dude, I thank you so much. I promise to get this uh, potato quality fixed for <laughs> the leftist mafia tomorrow. Hopefully. Nice. Oh <laughs> yeah. About that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I guess I don't even. Have, I don't even have to say a sad goodbye. I will see you tomorrow. Yes. It's it's what is it? Um, hasta luego. Hasta there we go. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, I just went like Latino speech on you. That is probably a microaggression. That's my microaggression for today. I'm sorry. Cancelled. <laughs> it was a pleasure, Lance. A pleasure yeah. and a privilege, man. Thank you so much. Cheers. Oh, that was a blast. Hey, if you're watching this right now, you watched that entire interview and you had fun, you have to pay a fee. You have to go to youtube.com slash at foreign man in a foreign land. I hope I spelled it right. Either way, really easy. Just type foreign man in a foreign land. First channel that pops up, click on it, hit subscribe, then go to one of the videos, hit thumbs up, do a comment, bell icon, all the things. That was amazing. Please go subscribe to foreign man in a foreign land. Uh, that was absolutely a fucking... There's some interviews that I dread. That was not one of them. Uh, there's some interviews where I'm like, oof, I'm, I'm really nervous about this. I'm going to have to talk to someone who's basically going to be telling me about, uh, you know, some like crisis that just happened recently in this part of the world. But that was one of the ones like, oh, I'm so excited. I love his videos and he seems really, really fun and uh, did not disappoint. Yes, meet your heroes. So listen to what anyone else tells you. Do you enjoy the surfs, but prefer not to have to use your eyeballs? Many are saying this. Well, we've got the solution for you. It's the Surf Times in podcast form. Available on most major podcasting networks now. If you enjoy it, please consider leaving a good review and feedback because it really helps the show out, apparently, and it's free. Just like the podcast. To our gods, Xander Corvus and Peyton L. Juice. We shall spend many a generations building mighty cathedrals in your honor. To our monarch, Tom Spiker, we are but your oafish jesters, here to offer you a laugh at any opportunity. To our brave knights of the round table, Rachel Kay, Izzy Solidarity, Victoria Bell, Sebastian Demel, Mark Harmon, Benji Arney, Scary Earth Human, Tony, DM Rivera, 
Resident Scarecrow, Sir Nickus, Cheryl Alvarez, Ruby Kelly, Brandon, Words Greenwood, Everything Important, Hegbird Celine, Matthew Scarborough, Stellar Vision, Ariane McCarthy, Doug Cady, Daniel Sutton, Jenna Tao, Dark Puppy, Quiet185, Anna Loves Riley, Omni, Riley and Anna, Poodlehawk, Multimondi, Trevbot EXE, Brian Ephraim, Anthropophojack, Catherine, Ramon Acosta, Incosin, Ralph Parler, Violent Orchard, Political Puppy, La Media Panza, Todd Buckingham, and Todd Lajeunesse. We salute our valiant heroes off to fight injustice everywhere.